The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day. Not a crime! 
Nachuas. Yes, how about that for refreshing, huh? Breaking uh, the norms of convention, because you would think that Johnny would be uh, a little more, oh, I don't know, conservative in his, in his uh, rock and roll choices. But yep, truth be told, I am a fan of Gogol Bordello. And that was them uh, with their hit Not a Crime off the album Gypsy Punk's Underdog World Strike from 2005. Love these guys the minute I heard them. So exciting, so intense. A fantastic mix of, uh, well, basically, like they said, you know, gypsy punk, alt rock, um, uh, a never changing lineup of band members. They got horns and different drums and everything. Just so good. So damn good. So I picked that little ditty uh, because, well, tonight's episode uh, is going to be about things that are a crime, things that are not a crime. And uh, discussing stuff like that that's going on in the news right now. But first and foremost, I will be flying solo again tonight because our good friend Michael Sean Lee is uh, not back from the Kumite yet. Okay, USA. Uh, spoiler, he did not win. Apparently, he did make it to the finals. But when they threw the weapons into the ring, all he had was his tambourine. Sweep the leg. And it didn't end well. But he's healing up. And we hope to have him back, well, hopefully as early as next week. So keep your fingers crossed. We're praying for you, kid. Love the balls. Fantastic. <laughs> so, like I said, yeah, this, this this episode needed to happen. I was going to wait, but it needed to happen because I'm just so chock full of, of venom just from looking around me. And let's start at the top, okay? The COVID-19 variant. I guess we're still calling it Delta you know, there's some other ones floating out there uh, on the perimeter. And we've done, you know, quite a few episodes of Riffs and Rants talking about everything about the COVID-19. You know, the actual uh, different strains at the time, what it was doing to people, the body count. And this whole thing has evolved pretty much as long as Riffs and Rants has been on the air, about two years now. And we went through those different periods where, you know, is it even a thing? Is it a hoax? You know, who's to gain? And then we sat back and we watched the best that the uh, scientific community could prop up to try and put our, our fears at ease and give us some strategies we could use to protect ourselves. And they turned out to be fucking morons too. You know, top of the list, who I've always railed against, Dr. Fauci. I mean, look, the man never cured cancer, AIDS, or male pattern baldness. What makes us think that he's going to help keep COVID-19 at bay, let alone this, this new variant that's not as deadly, but 10 times more virulent than COVID-19 regular strength or whatever you want to call it? Um, yeah, no, no, no faith in, in any of them, okay? But keeping this on a, on a linear thought, what, you know, you, you deal with the disease, and then, of course, you've got to deal with the populace, as they are dealing with the disease. So on that note, we talked about a um, psychological condition that has been named languishing. And this is for those individuals that can't seem to get out of the lockdown mindset and the kind of the, uh, the circle the wagons mentality. Because if you just simply turn on the evening news, any evening news, people are losing their shit daily. I mean, gun violence in this country... Granted, it's the summer, and there's always an up, 
tick in that when when the heat comes out but i have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and i'm all out of bubblegum yeah cities like chicago i mean the great northwest seattle uh yeah any place in oregon yeah give that up that that battle's lost good job antifa but looking at the rest of the country and then all these cities on the east coast people are out of their minds okay so Johnny took a vacation last week. I had to go and uh, see all my good friends that I've been out of contact with for, for years now, as well as my family. And, you know, I had a week. I didn't have to worry about the radio station or my actual career. And I just got a chance to, to kind of people watch a little bit. And again, people are completely insane, whether it's how they're driving on the road, how they're just talking to each other. You know, in, in in a public setting or as, you know, in the food stores and the department stores, just doing an exchange of goods. Everybody's so rude and short-tempered and ignorant. It almost makes you want to root for COVID-19. Dr. Stupid. Seriously. It's an exaggeration, but I don't know. Is it? Talk amongst yourselves. Now... They're saying that the reason the COVID-19 variant is, is able to spread as virally as it is is because of the still large percentage of people across the country, definitely more concentrated in certain areas than others, where people haven't been vaccinated. Or the typical lazy American way we go about things, they got one shot and not the second one. Okay, that's like getting a new credit card and making the first payment on it, being all proud of yourself, and then defaulting on the rest. Seriously, why even bother? So, as I'm watching TV, uh, I've seen that this series of commercials based out of New York, because they're on SNY, the channel that has the uh, New York Mets games that sometimes I like to watch. That's a story for another day. And they've got all of these medical personnel from varying uh, specialty fields speaking directly to communities of color, which not for nothing, that's my latest phrase that I really fucking hate, communities of color, seriously. Just say, look, everybody that lives in this city (laughs) or on this neighborhood or on this street, enough with this amorphous bullshit of communities of color, because then what are you going to call the rest of, of, of the areas of the country? community is devoid of color or just colorless community i mean stop just stop already what the hell is going on around here who are you people so anyway these medical professions are on the uh, the tv and they're they're pitching okay as a salesman would like like the my pillow guy the benefits of getting vaccinated and dispelling some of the common concerns that these communities of color have about getting vaccinated such as it causes sterility really how the fuck did that rumor start so yeah they address that and don't worry your children will be able to to you know have their own children someday even if they're they're vaccinated all right fine so there's that um i've heard of another one where they the people think that there's a little microchip or something <laughs> this little microbe nanobite technology that now allows the government or whoever to track you and your comings and goings no folks just just no just just stop it Snap out of it so as they continually uh run into roadblocks in terms of getting these uh 
disenfranchised people vaccinated, okay, to protect not just themselves, but everyone else at large, they're, they're just running into brick walls, okay? So it started out with giving them little perks like a subway token or, you know, a free ride to the clinic to get the shot. And it's kind of evolved from there up until the point, and including giving the vaccinated $100 to come in and get the shot. Okay. Now, as somebody who was tripping over themselves to go get vaccinated in order to A, protect myself, B, protect my family, and C, protect those people that I came in contact with, as well as a good many other people that were waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting to get clearance to get the shot. The concept of giving people $100 to go do what they should do because it's common sense really pisses me off. And it says a lot, from my point of view, of where society is these days. Because there's always going to be people that do the quote-unquote right thing. And these right things that they're doing, it's always going to come with concerns and and worries about particular consequences or side effects. And, but you know what? Sometimes you got to go along to get along. Message! And it's for the greater good. The greater good. Yeah, there it is. The greater good. So stop with the freebies. Stop with the bribes. And institute. I, I hate to go this route, folks, but they did it to themselves. Institute the vaccination cards and start saying at certain junctures, whether it's concerts or restaurants or museums or theme parks or sporting events, guess what? If you're not vaccinated, your ass stays home. And it's just for the greater good. The greater good. For medicinal reasons, for the overall health of the body politic, whatever you want to phrase it as. You got to get in line and get with the fucking program already. Enough. Just enough with your little individual rights and your Facebook voices and your marches and your nonsense. Just enough, okay? Get the shot. I got it. I lived. And I'm as fragile as a teacup. So there you go. Not really, but you, you, you know what I mean, folks. I mean, you're one screwed up little kid. Do you understand? So that kind of stuff's been on my mind. <laughs> And, you know, if you don't want to get vaccinated, and believe me, this isn't just picking on uh, these, again, communities of color, the inner city. It's happening in the Midwest. Now you're starting to see flare-ups in Florida who have have gotten away for so long, kind of thumbing their nose at the whole concept of vaccinations and and fighting viruses, okay, you stupid assholes. Go get your shots. Midwestern corn folk, get your shots, you know, Stop illegal immigration at the border because guess what? Pretty much all these people coming in, not vaccinated. Recipe for disaster, okay? I mean, you can go on and on and on, which we won't because we've got so many other fun things to talk about that are in the news. All right, so that's that, folks. Next stop, let's go across the seven seas to uh, touch base once again with uh, our friends in Afghanistan, now, we had another episode where we discussed, and I discussed, my theory behind the whole U.S. pullout, and I still stand behind that. It's it's a masterstroke of uh, clandestine diplomacy, if you will, or the new Cold War between us and China. So, yeah, shit's getting pretty bad there pretty quick. They're talking about evacuating Americans, and to that I will just say, look, 
For those of you who've been in the sound of my voice, and yes, believe it or not, I've looked at the charts. I got listeners out there in the Middle East. Get out while you can, because we're not going to put American commandos in danger to come get your ass when you had plenty of warning to get the hell out. The ones I feel sorry for are the actual Afghani freedom fighters that tried to work in cohesion with the United States and build up an infrastructure and a government and thereby a country that they could be proud of and they're being left like lambs to the slaughter so again the Taliban's going through and eliminating the um, US and UN trained pilots <clears throat> which was the Afghani military forces greatest asset was their air power of course the Taliban knows this they know where to strike these guys are not stupid and one by one they're taking over all of the provincial capitals in something you can only liken to uh, the Blitzkrieg or the Nazis of World War II. They're going through their country like a hot knife through butter. And look, you know, last one out, turn off the lights, because China, it's your ball game now. Hey, everybody, there's a shit cloud coming. Run for your lives. But at the same time, like I said, I have a soft spot for, you know, the interpreters, the people that helped us, you know, learn the language over there and 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 deal with the local officials and and the people there and try and get our message across they're 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 left holding the bags and perhaps this is a phenomenon that happens whenever you have an occupying force that stays in your country for 20 years you know there's going to be that resentment um and they're treating these guys kind of like they did the uh the female french sympathizers that would have dalliances with the uh with the German soldiers during their occupation of France, I mean, made their life a living hell, up to and including just executing them. Uh, it's a sad state of affairs, but what's done, what's done. Now we just got to sit back and, and, and see what the pieces fall. At the same time, again, because these things all have a reason, we're having fantastic military drills with uh, a giant flotilla featuring uh, naval vessels from around the world, all of our allies, uh, in conjunction with Taiwan, just to kind of thumb her nose at China, and they can't do a damn thing about it. So again, the events in Afghanistan are towards a purpose. Um, and yeah, get ready, kids, for another Cold War. And this one's going to be even dicier, I think, than the one we had with the Soviet Union, because uh, you know, Im- image aside, the Soviet Union was a, even though they're located in Asia, they were a Westernized. Uh, power. They followed that blueprint. China's a whole different ball of wax, folks. Whole different ball of wax. You can't even use the metaphor of any more of you, you know, playing uh, checkers versus chess because they're they're playing like that Star Trek three-dimensional <laughs> chess. So you can't stop them. The best you can do is hope to contain them. Mr. Chow. Leslie Chow. Mr. Chow. That's, that's cool. Of course, too. That is cool. So that's what's up with that. And I tell you what, I've already spoke for about 15 minutes now. Let's keep this shit light because we got some kind of sort of fun topics coming up. And I'm done ranting. Too tired. It's too hot out. 95 in the shade. Woof. Tell you what, kids, let's do our middle gem. And our middle gem today uh, is a little ditty by Miss Fiona Apple from 1997. The album was titled The Song is Criminal. And that's what she's feeling like. So let me spin this tune for you, gang, and we'll be right back with some more things and stuff, stuff, stuff. 
and rollers just like i promised we're back i hope you enjoyed that little tune by fiona apple uh, again it was criminal a uh, a pretty nifty video from the mid 90s um she was she was kind of tasty and then you know what happened she opened her mouth <laughs> it just became such an unlikable over-the-top pontificating uh, hollywood type basically you know they're they're out there around us all over the place every day um yeah and then didn't really do a whole lot after that it's a shame because she showed a lot of promise but you know for whatever reason we see it all too often these 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 artists and it doesn't even have to be music it could be actors it could be athletes they make their mark and you're like wow look at this new shooting star on the horizon and it's just i don't know they get a little confused and they forget what brought them to the dance and they leave it there for something else and it just it just never works out so Anyway, here's what I'm happy about. Like I said, second half of the show, fun, fun, happy stuff. And as most of you all know, unless you just woke up from a coma, we are on the cusp of football season. Yeah, that's right. The good old NFL with all its warts is back. Now, 
Michael, Sean, Lee, and I have mentioned briefly on occasion that we're both New England Patriots fans. Uh, and no, not bandwagon from way back. Made it through the 1-15 and, and the 2-14 and 14 years. Made no apologies. In uh, Big Boom Radio Studios, you'll find many a little uh, tchotchke slash <laughs> antique from the lean years. And uh, what can I say? I, I just love everything about football, you know? I played in high school. wasn't too good. <laughs> in fact, my whole team wasn't too good. But still, as I got older and uh, learned how to gamble, I think I really gained an extra appreciation of the nuances of the game. Christ, I can tell you what, what the quarterback had for breakfast that day and how it would influence the line. It was crazy. But uh, in modern times, I just enjoy the sport. And it's the only sport where I could truly sit down and watch an NFL game between any two teams and, and take it at face value. You know, of course I want to watch my guys. And there's a couple other teams I would you know, keep an eye on. But uh, yeah. Patriots guy from start to finish. I'm excited because we're going to get to have some of our throwback uniforms now that they handled that whole helmet dispute that they had. Um, looking forward to that because in my opinion, again, greatest logo of all time was the old style Pat the Patriot and the three-point stance. It's so good. Now, as far as how my team is going to do this year, yeah, yeah, look, I know what it is, folks. I'm, I'm a realist. Um, I, I'll be happy with 8-8 eight and eight and some forward progress. That's all I'm going to say. Is it Cam? Probably not. Cam's not our guy. But I tell you what, I respect him so much more now than when he played with the uh, with the Panthers and really just had a smug kind of air about him. He's been an outstanding teammate by all reports. Takes time with the younger guys. You know, he's like a bonding force in that locker room. And I'm happy we've had him. I just don't think he's the solution for the future. So, Mr. Mac Jones of Alabama, you are on the clock, sir. And I'm sure you'll get some playing time this year and looking forward to it. Now, what would talk of football be, especially this early in the season, without a little prognostication? That's right. So, maybe I will tell you who I think the NFC and AFC champions will be and who's going to win the Super Bowl. And wouldn't it be some shit that if I could then come back to you at the end of the season and be like, hey, remember uh, episode 78 when I said this, this, and this? Because a lot of my predictions on this show, normally of a geopolitical nature, tend to come true. Because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of bright. I know my shit. So, let's do it for football. So, drumroll, please. Thank you. My predicted winner for the National Football Conference is... Wow, this is harder than I thought. Yeah, well, keep that. No, yeah, keep that drum roll going. Uh, woof. Oh, it's so difficult, so difficult, so difficult. I tell you what, this is gonna be my outside choice. Okay, I'm coming out of nowhere. Dark horse candidate. I am going with the New York Football Giants. Yes, the crowd likes that because yeah, we're 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 kind of near New York, right? Of course. Yeah, so I got Giants winning the NFC, probably getting in, if not uh, uh, wildcard, just a, um, you know, division winner. And they're, they're going to get in. They're going to win some playoff games. Uh, they're healthy. Everybody's coming back. they got a great foundation. I love the coach. Mike Judge has got unlimited energy and focus to what they need. Now, on the other side of things, it's, it's a lot more complicated because the AFC is on fire. 
you've got, you know, teams like, like the Chiefs that are still right there. I mean, no huge losses, a mega-talented quarterback in Mahomes. But there's something about the Buffalo Bills, and I don't know if they, they would go as far as to win it all, but they're going to go deep this year. And it's a scary team because it's so well-balanced. Again, very well-coached. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Drummond still going. Okay, I don't know. i got to pull the trigger on one of these guys. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, now, once these two teams clash in the February Classic, which I guess will be like mid-February now with, with the extra game thrown in there, uh, woof. I tell you what, my heart would go with the Giants being born and raised into a Giants household. But I think the Chiefs are now going to go and get their uh, their second one in three years. Yeah, they're just, they're, they're loaded. Um, and I think once that team picks up steam and, and figures those last little couple details out, they're going to be unstoppable. So there you have it. Woo! Johnny Teflon, super dupe. We're way too early. NFL playoff prognostication. There you go. Giants, Chiefs, Chiefs winning it in the Super Bowl. There you go. Book it. Call it Vegas. I'm sure the odds are probably like 8,000 to 1 on that one. So uh, split it with me if you win. All right? Great. All right. Moving right along. Another little whimsical fun thing. We got to revisit. We haven't done this in a while. It's time for a little something we call Fool of the Week. Ha <laughs> ha, you fool! Ooh, it's the Fool of the Week. Better not be fooled. <laughs> yes, amazing jingle. One of my favorites. One of my favorites. Well, I tell you what, folks. This, uh, this Fool of the Week, it's a no-brainer. It's the low-hanging fruit. It is Governor Andrew Cuomo. And, wow, so many layers to being the Fool of the Week. Uh, let me start by saying I'm not a fan and I'm specifically not a fan because he was uh, a great example of a uh, a created superstar or a created story during the uh, the main span of COVID-19 with his little swipes at, at President Trump with his uh, press conferences that they actually had the gall to give him an Emmy for um, his book that he put out fairly quickly to capitalize this. And then there was the, the buzz about him being a potential presidential or even in this cycle, a vice presidential candidate uh, to all those people that created this monster. You can go fuck yourselves, okay? <laughs> He's paying the price now because as it turns out, Governor Cuomo or the Love Gov or uh, in his legion of homosexuals, as they're called, uh, was a bit handsy. And in today's day and age, you are the fool of the week if you don't know how to play by the rules. And he didn't. He thought he was above them. And that harkens back to his overall attitude as a guy who, you know, kicked ass and, and took names and made no apologies. Well... They finally caught up to him, you know, because I tell you what, the unwashed mob comes for all of us in due time, and you can only outrun that shit for so long. So a couple of these ladies that he was out of line with got together and then one by one started following their lawsuits, and guess what, folks? 
they had a shit ton of corroborating evidence. So, boom, this asshole's got to go, and he did. And as the cherry on top of the Sunday, the thing that makes him the the easy, easy shoe and choice for Fool of the Week was the fact that this jackass gave two weeks' notice instead of just resigning. What the hell is that? You're the governor of, of one of the most powerful states, if not the most powerful state in the country. You don't have to give it two weeks' notice. You're leaving in disgrace, okay? You could dress it up all you want. You could shine that turd up real nice. But you know what? You're leaving in disgrace as you should, okay? And it's not just what he did, okay? As with many of these, these, these men in these circumstances when they get called out on it, it's the lack of a sincere um, apology, it's the lack of an acquiescence of guilt, you know? They just don't get it. And what makes me, like, a little pissed off is that, you know, this cockroach is going to pop up again somewhere down the line. And do You know, it's just, they, they just don't learn. He'll probably get his second political life at some juncture and come back as, you know, God knows what. In the meantime, you know, good for you, New York, because the lady that's taking over, the um, lieutenant governor, seems to really, uh, Hochul, I believe her name is, seems to really know her shit. And the early scuttlebutt on her is that she's very well-intentioned and transparent and brutally honest. And she's going to, again, kick ass and take names, but, but do it the right way, okay? And the fact that he was floundering around and released, I guess what you could call a, a PowerPoint presentation of him hugging and kissing everybody, men, women, children, animals, inanimate objects, and saying... Well, I'm Italian. This this is how I am. She was beautiful. She was young. She was innocent. She was the greatest piece of ass I've ever had, and I've had them all over the world. Now, guess what, asshole? I'm Italian, and I don't do that. And having worked in the public sector for, you know, 30-some-odd years now, I can't tell you how many trainings and whatnot with HR and all these different standards that, that I've been through that tell you all the symptoms and and the warning signs of sexual harassment, how not to do it, why not to do it. I mean, I've been hit with this shit since I was a teenager working in a video store, okay? So there is absolutely no excuse whatsoever for any man or woman, okay? I'm sure it's out there as well. There's no excuse for any man to use his position to take advantage of women or again it's 2021 or take advantage of other men um no excuse throw the book at him get him out because like with all these things there's always somebody more qualified waiting in the wings ready to go okay so to you governor cuomo you are the fool of the week <laughs> you fool Ooh, it's the fool of the week better not be fool. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and there's that jingle again all right good stuff folks good stuff Woo, feels good getting this all out i tell you what i do miss my buddy michael sean lee it's not the same without him because he would try to he would kind of keep me you know grounded as i <laughs> go off on the rails with half these topics but he'll be back he'll be back and while i think of it i'd like to thank uh my good buddy uh, John James and, and Andy for coming in last episode and talking all about fast food. If you haven't heard that episode, 
That would be number 77. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. A lot of truth getting thrown around. A lot of truth. And we had fun doing it. So they will be back in some capacity later on as we continue to kind of tweak and do things. So that being said, how about we throw uh, the third gem at you. Again, a high-voltage tune. How about a little Ozzy Osbourne? I was thinking of the song because with the return of football, you know, you hear it a lot. It's great that to pump up um, the stadium. It's going to be Ozzy Osbourne with I Don't Want to Stop from the album Black Rain back in 2007. So let me spin this tune for you, gang, and I'll be back with some more informative things and stuff. <laughs>
like I said, it's a rocking tune, huh? Gets everybody amped up. You know, when I think of um, good, like, anthem and good, like, football songs, you know, a lot of teams now use Crazy Train when the team was at the tunnel. You know, I think the Pats were the first to do it, but a lot of them do it now. And this, this stuff's all universal. Um, I mean, that's a gem. This one, I don't want to stop, it's a gem. Um, wow. So, I mean, of course, you've got, you know, Gary Glitter and Rock and Roll Part 2. That's a gem. Just stuff that's just part of the whole pageantry that gets your blood pumping. Again, I can't say it enough. So, so looking forward to football. And speaking of sports, yeah, it's that magic time once again because Big Boom Radio is once again privileged and proud to be one of the sponsors for the next Blitzkrieg Pro Wrestling uh, show slash pay-per-view, basically. Uh, This one's called Eat the Meek. (laughs) And I do believe it pops off mid-September the 18th, I think. At a rather large venue in Springfield, Mass. More details to come. But uh, again, if you've uh, never been to an indie wrestling show, let alone one brought to you by uh, Blitzkrieg Pro, it is so much fun. It's uh, it, it's an event. Great way to let your hair hang down. And uh, the last show I went to when I brought Michael Sean Lee, he was just sitting there like mouth open, didn't know what to make of it. You know, one of the wrestlers came out, took the chairs that we were sitting on, <laughs> brought them into the ring, and another guy eventually wound up going through a door that was placed uh, akimbo between the chairs. Um, just, yeah, so much fun. And they had uh, a snippet from the show that was uh, racing around Twitter that had me in it as this delightful young lady named Vita Von Starr did a, uh, a moonsault off the top turnbuckle into the crowd. And I happened to be wearing a blinking light-up jalapeno necklace. Long story. We're not time for it right now. But, yeah, so that, boom, that showed up right on the uh, on, on the gif that they made. So I was like, oh, wow, I'm like vicariously famous. And uh, my aforementioned buddy, John James, he was at the show helping out with things. And he was like, John, I, I saw your face across the room and you lit up like it was Christmas morning when that chick was flying through the air at you. To which I would say, yes, thank you, and may I have another. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Eat the meek. Um, in other news around the station, yeah, pretty much status quo. Uh, keeping super busy. We hope to have Michael back soon so we can get back to our old uh, the formula. You know, I mean, he must be busting at the seams with different stuff he wants to talk about. Um, and then, like I said, we'll have some more visits from some old friends and perhaps some new friends and just keep this little fun thing going that we do into our entering third year, I guess. Yeah, closing in on uh, 100 episodes. We're just about at the 1,700 download mark, uh, not including data from the Apple servers. So you guys must like what we're doing in some way, shape, or form. So let's just keep it growing. Happy times. Word of mouth. Get your friends to listen. As always, if you have any ideas, things you'd want to talk about, things you want to hear, songs you want to hear, I'm always open to some crowd input. Drop me a line at john at bigboomradio.com, and I will give it the most serious consideration that I possibly can. So that's it for our, you know, kind of short episode today, but I had to get some stuff out there. Want to keep it current. So until next time for myself and Michael Sean Lee in absentia, 
We will see you on the flip side.